Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. Needs to be done. And Lord, we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it in Jesus' name. And somebody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, last Sunday, I reminded us that it is Christmas season. We are celebrating yet another holiday season of the event known as Christmas when the Lord came to earth as a human being and gave himself in sacrifice in a lot of different ways. Uh, Just the Lord God condescending or coming down to our level. That was a sacrifice in and of itself. Just becoming a man. I, I can't, I started to say, can you imagine? But I know that you can't. And I can't. We can't begin to comprehend what it would be like to be God and, and become a man with all of the frailties and the weaknesses and the, well, not all of them, but the physical part of our existence. Now God was subjected to that himself, the man that he created, the human race. He was, as he came into this life by way of uh, the Virgin Mary, he became one of us in so many different ways to experience life as we experience it. And I'm so grateful to him for doing that. There are people, though, there are entities, there are beings who don't appreciate what God did by coming to earth as a baby, as a man. And one of the key figures, one of the main characters that did not and still does not like the fact that God came to earth as a man, is, of course, our arch enemy, the devil. And uh, we know the devil hates us because we are God's property, and God sacrificed himself for us, for all of his creation of mankind. And the devil hates us for that. How many know that you're hated by the devil today? He not only hates us, he hates God, and he hates the fact that God did what he did, that God came to earth and was born as a baby that first Christmas morning. In fact, uh, the devil hates Christmas, and uh, I'm going to talk today about why that is. Why does the devil hate Christmas? Well, we're going to find out. Let's go to the word of the Lord first and foremost. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the apostle Paul writing, says in verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Everybody say mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, there's that word hidden. Wow, it's getting a little dark maybe, strange. We have the word mystery and then hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Before it happened, before Mary gave birth to Jesus on Christmas morning, in fact, before Mary was born, let's go further back, before 
Adam was put in the garden of Eden at the very beginning of man's existence. Before the earth was created, before all of that, God already knew everything that was going to happen with man. He knew that Adam and Eve would sin, mess things up, and uh, God would have to go through a detour of several thousand years to get to the point where he was setting his sights for when he created man and put him in the garden in the first place, that is to have a relationship with his creation, mankind. The devil messed it up by introducing sin. He uh, convinced first Eve to do what he did, and that was sin. And sin, really, I don't want to uh, uh, lower it or uh, make its meaning any less than what we should think of it as, but sin in its simplified definition is simply disobeying God. And the devil did it first, and he tempted Eve to do it. She did it, put her in the same boat with Satan that is a sinner. And so God knew all of that was going to happen, and that man would be thrown headlong into trouble, spiritual trouble, that man would be separated from God by sin because God can't stand sin. He hates it. He cannot abide it. He cannot be where it is. God knew all of that was going to happen, and so he, in his own mind, made the plan, crafted it. I don't know how much time it took. Uh, if you put a gun to my head and said, I'm going to blow your brains out if you don't give me your opinion, that's kind of crude, isn't it? Uh, I would have to say this. I think probably God's plan came into existence just about instantaneously. He is God, after all. A plan for fixing things, for bringing mankind to a place where he could have a relationship with God, to fix the problem that sin caused. And, of course, we know that plan that God came up with, that he crafted, was that he himself would come to earth, be born as a human being, and take our place on a cross at Calvary. For he said there must be the death of the sinner. The problem is if we pay the price, the penalty of death to make things right with God, to fix our sin problem, then we're dead. And we can't enjoy the blessings of now having our sin problem fixed, can we? So God came up with another way where we wouldn't have to die, but he would die for us. And that's what Christmas morning was all about. It was God coming to earth so that he could eventually grow up, become a human being as an adult, and die on the cross in our place. So uh, God knew what his plan involved. He knew what it would take to carry it out. But I'm here to tell you today, the devil didn't know about that plan. He may have suspected some things, probably did. He's a pretty smart fella, uh, angel, fallen angel. But the devil didn't know what God's plan was to fix things with the sin problem in mankind. Uh, and this scripture here points that out. It says 
that it was a mystery. And Paul mentions this in other places in his writings in the New Testament. The mystery of Christ, the mystery of godliness, the mystery of who Jesus was. It was hidden. It was hidden from the angels, both God's angels and the devil's fallen rebellious angels. For uh, eons of, well, time is not the correct thing, but before time was, it was hidden. It was a mystery, God's plan to come to earth and do all that he was going to do, to die on the cross. And Paul here says, none of the princes of this world, that is, the leaders of the world, the, the princes, both natural, that is, the men that were involved in the crucifixion of Jesus, and in the spirit realm, in Satan's army of demonic spirits uh, that do his bidding, uh, they were the ones that Satan led in orchestrating the death of Jesus on the cross. None of them knew really what was taking place in all of that. They didn't know that the death of Jesus was exactly what God wanted. And if you read the scriptures, you can see in the gospels especially and in the, the epistles too backing this up, you, you get the picture, you get the understanding that Satan was gung-ho about killing Jesus. It was something that he thought would take care of things. Uh, I'm not sure everything. In fact, I don't know very much at all about what was going through Satan's mind when Jesus showed up on the earth. The devil knew that he was from God, but he didn't know he was God. And so from the very beginning, the devil thought, I need to get rid of this, this being, this human being that's born. I, I don't know everything about him and, and what, what's going to happen, but I know he belongs to God. He's a part of whatever God is doing in the earth. And so from the very beginning, Satan had in his mind the goal of doing away with Jesus. So uh, he was all for crucifying Jesus. Little did he know, though, that that was exactly what had to happen for God's plan to redeem mankind back to him. That's exactly what had to happen. Now, we need to understand some things, a, a little uh, pre information here, a little foundation before we get to the main point. Uh, we need to understand about Satan and about God. Satan is not the same as God. He can be fooled. And uh, this is a subtitle for the lesson today, how God fooled Satan at Christmas. Satan is different from God. God is God. He's the almighty God. Beside him, there is no other God. There's none above him. He said there's none beside him, and technically, there is no God beneath him but what man makes as a God. But in the technical sense of the word, God's the only God there is. So there's none beneath him. And Satan is not God. Satan is not, uh, does not share some of these characteristics of God that I put on the screen that I want to discuss very briefly. The first one is omniscient. 
God is omniscient and the devil's not. Now, this, uh, these words are taken from, as are a lot of words in our English vocabulary, uh, the Latin, and uh, a lot of our English words find their root in Latin. The word omni means all. It's a Latin word that means all. And scient, S-C-I-E-N-T, you may recognize that as a root word from a class in high school or elementary school. It's the word science. That's right. So the word science here meaning knowledge. God is all-knowing. The devil is not. God knows everything. There's nothing hidden from God except what he chooses to hide and to put away from himself. And I'm thinking particularly and especially of our sin. The Bible says that our sin is cast behind God's back when he forgives us, when our sins are washed away by the blood of Jesus that's applied to our life and covers our sin when we repent and when we're baptized in Jesus' name. So that's the one thing God doesn't know. He doesn't know about our sin after he's covered it with his blood. But he knows everything else. He's all-knowing. He's also omnipresent, all-present. God is everywhere at one time. He is in all space and all time simultaneously. But the devil is not. And sometimes we uh, attribute to the devil things we shouldn't. We actually, if we don't say it out loud, uh, we actually act like we think that, God, that, that the devil knows everything. He doesn't. Uh, he's also, number three, there are other characteristics of God and the devil's not that God is, but we'll just quit with these three. He is not, as God is, omnipotent. The word potent being the root word for power. God is all-powerful. The devil is not. The devil is limited in knowledge and in space and in power. So when it comes to predicting what God is going to do, and the devil tries to do that. Believe me, he does. When it comes to predicting what he thinks God is going to do next, Satan has to uh, rely on what he can figure out for himself. Uh, he has a base of knowledge to help him out. Uh, the eons of, there is no measurement that I could use, but uh, the time he spent in heaven as an angel, before he rebelled as a favored angel. He was one of God's favorite angels. And the time he spent in heaven with God and serving God built up a knowledge base in Satan's mind about God, about who he was. And so Satan has that to go on when he's going to try to figure out what God is doing. Why does Satan want to try to figure out what God is doing? Again, he hates God. He wants to mess anything and everything uh, up that he can about God and God's agenda. And since the devil doesn't have the Holy Ghost, aren't you glad for that? Like we do to enlighten his understanding. The Bible says that that's one of the attributes of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. The devil doesn't have that. So uh, Satan sees things as the world sees them from the world's perspective, not with the mind 
of Christ. And once we understand this concept, a hundred pieces fall into place in the puzzle of life. It helps us to understand. Look, uh, put the text back up. Oh, brother, I'm in charge, aren't I? Let's go back to our text that we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world for our glory. Now, the Apostle Paul pointed out here that had Satan known what God was up to, he never would have crucified Jesus, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they had known he was God, they wouldn't have crucified him. If they had known what the end result was going to be, which is the salvation of as many human beings as will accept that salvation taking place. If the devil had known about that, he would not have crucified Jesus. Uh, the Apostle Paul pointed this out. Y you might say that God pulled the wool over the devil's eyes, to use one of our expressions that we use, and fooled him. And on that first resurrection Sunday morning, uh, this isn't in the scripture like this, but I could just imagine in my mind's eye some imp rushing into the presence of his satanic majesty, the devil, in his throne room in hell, probably interrupting a two-day celebration that had been going on celebrating the death of Jesus. And uh, I don't know if he was out of breath or not, but the devil or the imp, if this ha happened like this, would have had to break the news to Satan, his master, that all of a sudden they have got word, and it's true, the tomb is empty. The body that was in there, the dead body is gone, and the soldiers are looking like they've seen a ghost. And then things begin to fall, come crashing down, falling down for the devil and what he hoped to accomplish through crucifying Jesus. Satan had been had. And at some point, very quickly, I believe, he knew it. He had played right into God's hands and was defeated by that. <clears throat> now, you go back in, in the Old Testament, there are times where you see that... Uh, the Lord manipulated Satan. Uh, I'm thinking about the case of Job. Uh, the devil was tricked by God in that situation. Uh, the devil was given permission by God to attack Job, and, and if he had you know, known what was going to happen, he wouldn't have done that because it only made things worse for him and better for Job. There's Joseph going to prison, and uh, there are several that fall into this category. Sometimes God gave him, uh, gave the devil his comeuppance uh, by defeating him in an embarrassing way in front of a lot of people like he did at Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal. There Elijah had a, a fire calling down contest with the prophets of Baal and really uh, cleaned their clock and embarrassed the devil tremendously. There were other times that the Lord used subterfuge or uh, hiding and, and mysterious plans to fool the devil. 
And I'm glad he did, aren't you? Well, Christmas is one of those occasions when the Lord fooled the devil. Did you know that uh, Satan can read? How many knew Satan could read? Sure. I'm sure he has at least a third grade education. I'm joking because really the truth is Satan is very smart. The scripture says for us to emulate him in that regard, to be like him. It says to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. We are to be wise. Satan is very wise in the wrong way, but he's very knowledgeable. And he knew from Micah chapter 5 verse 2, I won't put it up there, but we all know that the Bible says Jesus was going to be born in the city of Bethlehem. What the devil did not know was the timing of, the, of Jesus' birth. He didn't know when it was going to happen. The devil didn't know when this prophet, this Messiah, uh, he didn't know when he was coming, but he could read all the Old Testament scriptures just like the Jews, the Old Testament prophecies about the coming of Jesus, the Messiah, to earth. He could read those just like the Jews could, and so he knew that Jesus was coming. But that's about all he knew was what the Bible said, what the Bible prophesied. He didn't know that Jesus was God. So in his efforts to, as he always does, thwart or mess up the plans of God and, and what God wants to do, the purposes of God, in his effort to do that, the devil, uh, when, when these things happened and Jesus was actually born, I'm sure pulled in uh, a host of demons from other places and, and other assignments where they were because this was important. This was something that needed to uh, take place. The devil had to take care of this Messiah and mess up God's plan. So uh, think about it. This, this is better than, than any spy novel you might pick up at the store and read or movie that you might Watch how God fooled the devil here at Christmas, the first Christmas. Uh, I don't know how many there were, but the number of demons in Bethlehem might have outnumbered the number of humans. Who knows? Uh, Satan's spies, they were charged with keeping an eye out for uh, where the babies come from, mothers and fathers. And so I'm sure the demons were told, keep a sharp eye out for a young couple, a young couple in Bethlehem. The Bible says, the Old Testament says it's going to be at Bethlehem. And so the devil knew that. So he spread the word. How did God pull this off? How did he deceive the devil or trick him? Because the Bible says that the devil was lying in wait for the Messiah that he read about in the Old Testament scriptures. Well, I'm going to show you three things. This is how God did it. This is how he fooled the devil at Christmas. Number one, the first thing God did was choose 
a man and a woman not from Bethlehem. They didn't live in Bethlehem. To fool the devil, he chose a couple from a city far to the north of Bethlehem called Nazareth. Secondly, he saw to it that the woman who would bear the child would have her purity questioned and her morality doubted. And in our society that we live in today, we Christians, we understand how important that is, but because we have been inundated with evil and wickedness in these last days, we really don't understand what a big deal this was in, uh, in Jesus' day when uh, Jesus was born. Mary uh, looked like she had uh, disobeyed or broken uh, one of the Ten Commandments, and uh, the devil can count. He can read, and he can count. He knows it takes nine months to make a baby, but he had no way of knowing. Think about this. He had no way of knowing about Gabriel coming to visit Mary. I'm sure God kept that hidden from him. He had no way of knowing about Gabriel's visit to Joseph to calm Joseph's nerves about this whole thing that was going on. The devil had no way of knowing about the miraculous conception uh, of this baby. Uh, if he heard anything at all about this young Nazarene couple, he probably just kind of said, well, you know, and, and discounted them because the God that he served for eons of time in heaven, did things with a bang. The God that he served, that he remembered serving in heaven, uh, would never, in Satan's mind, would never stoop to use obvious sinners for a role that was so important, bringing in this, this person that God is obviously going to use in a great way. Think about it. The devil, the devil wouldn't dream that God would use a couple who the woman became pregnant out of wedlock. The devil would say, oh, that's the last person that God would use to do his thing. The third thing that God did was to arrange to move Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem just in time for Jesus to be born but not so as to draw attention to themselves. So when Caesar Augustus put forth a decree for everybody in all of the countries where they had uh, taken over and conquered, for everybody to report back to their hometown to pay taxes and to be involved in a census, the Caesar uh, Augustus wanted to know how many people were in his kingdom, in his domain. It was God that put in his heart to do that. Uh, Proverbs 21 talks about kings in general. It says in verse 1, The king's heart is like channels of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it. God turns the king's heart wherever, wherever he wishes. So Mary and Joseph were among thousands of people that were returning to their home, their ancestral home, where they descended from, for this census. 
And I don't know, maybe the roads had their own version of gridlock. They didn't have cars, of course, but uh, we know that Bethlehem's uh, inns, motels, if you will, were full. There was no place for them to stay, to come in out of the elements. And so they took the only thing that was offered, and that was a stable. A stable. And the Bible says, she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, if the devil's imps really had been vigilant and had been on their toes, they wouldn't have dismissed or poo-pooed this young couple of Mary and Joseph camping out in a barn. Who would have thought that God would bring this great Messiah into the world in a stinky, smelly, uh, stable barn where animals lived? So God was working all these things this way on purpose to fool the devil. Because think about it, God had to keep this big secret for 33 years, who he was, so that the devil would be ready to crucify Jesus when the time came. So the God that Satan uh, remembered from living in heaven with him, uh, the, the devil was, was totally fooled about what God was doing. Uh, think about, again, let's get inside the devil's mind. He, you know, may have been unsure about a lot of things, but one thing he felt sure, at least he thought he was sure, was that the God in heaven that he knew would not allow his son to be born in a barn. But that's exactly what happened, wasn't it? Uh, I'm sure the devil probably told his demons, check the finest homes and the hotels for uh, a woman who's pregnant. But the Lord fooled him big time. The Lord fooled the devil. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 27 says, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound those who think they're wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which the world thinks are mighty and important. And that's the way God works, folks. We all know that. God does not work like we work. He does not think like we think. He does just, uh, just the total opposite. So the devil thought that Jesus was going to arrive, the, the Son of God, this prophet, this Messiah, surely would arrive at the best hotel in town, and, and they would make sure that they got the best doctors around. But the Lord fooled the devil. Amen. Now, now this, we need to start right here, and let me make this point. This is a basic but very important lesson about spiritual warfare that the devil really seems uh, incapable of, of, of grasping, uh, of really understanding this. Uh, to this day, the carnal mind is enmity against God, the Scripture says. 
to this day, the devil is still dumb in certain ways. Uh, he, he, he really is. The devil does not to this day grasp that God doesn't think like we think and like the devil thinks, and he doesn't act like we act. What did God say in the Old Testament? In one place he said, for my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Uh, for as high as the heaven is above the earth, so that's how high my thoughts and my ways are higher than your thoughts and your ways. And the devil is included in that category of your along with mankind. When Jesus was born, God, uh, and again, this is, this is all uh, God's doing to keep Jesus' identity, true identity, a secret for 33 years. That's how long it had to last, this uh, fooling of the devil. So, so God really made sure that uh, he wrapped it up like a beautiful Christmas present, put a bow on it. This is something else that he did to do that, to fool the devil. When Jesus was born, God prepared a welcoming committee uh, from the lowliest people on the planet at that time, shepherds. You couldn't, you couldn't get a socioeconomic class of people that was lower than shepherds. Uh, and God, I, I like this, it's kind of, well, it's, it's not kind of, it's really neat that God would uh, send angels to uh, shepherds to tell them about the coming of the Messiah, that he was born, so that the shepherds would go to Bethlehem, look Jesus up, worship him, and proclaim him. I think the Lord did all of that to reassure that young, frightened couple who still, this was brand new, and they didn't know what was going on, uh, at least part in, in part. And so the devil had no way of knowing or seeing the angels appeared to the shepherds on the hillside that night. He didn't know that's what would happen. Luke 2 and 12 says, This will be a sign unto you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. So the devil and everybody else, nobody cared uh, or even noticed probably when this small group of ragtag shepherds came running into town in the middle of the night, breathless, looking for a stable, because the angel told them that's where the baby would be. And later, again, God's fooling the devil. What happened? After Joseph had moved his uh, little family from Bethlehem to uh, the house in Nazareth, there was a delegation of foreign visitors that arrived. And they were, according to Matthew 2, the magi, the magi from the east, and uh, I can imagine when they showed up in town, it created no small stir. Everybody in town probably came running to see these kings. They were kings from the far east, from the Orient. And they were bringing valuable gifts that were uh, 
very extremely valuable. They were rich. They came to see this one born king of the Jews. They had read in the Old Testament that this king would be born. So probably from the gifts that they presented, they were very valuable. Joseph uh, probably took that and used those gifts to pay for a sudden trip to Egypt that the angel came and said, you got to make because the devil's out to kill this boy. And uh, King Herod is being used by the devil to try to uh, kill him because uh, Herod sent all of his soldiers or a lot of his soldiers all throughout Israel on a search uh, and destroy mission for all the babies of Bethlehem. And there were many, those weeks and months when that happened, many mothers and fathers who were crying because King Herod ordered all uh, babies under two years of age to be killed. So Satan probably got mad. He probably fumed and fussed when he found out that the objects of his wrath were already out of town, that Joseph and Mary were gone, the baby's gone. They were making their way towards Egypt. And uh, we know from the Bible they would stay there until after King Herod had died for safety. So eventually, when uh, Mary and Joseph, the Holy Family, came back to uh, Israel, they moved to Nazareth where Joseph opened his carpentry shop. And I think at this point it would be safe to say Satan had lost Jesus. <clears throat> it lost track of him. And this was God's plan. So when Jesus was about, what does the Bible say, 12 years of age, and they went to Jerusalem, uh, he and his family, for one of the feasts, uh, he stayed behind when mom and dad left town to go back home. He stayed behind uh, to discuss the Old Testament scriptures with the doctors of the law, with the smart guys, the scholars of the Hebrew, the Jewish law. And here's a picture uh, of Jesus sitting with them. And the devil didn't know that that was Jesus. He didn't know that was the Messiah. He lost him. He slipped out of the devil's hands. So Jesus grew up with a normal Jewish childhood in the city of Nazareth. He wasn't... He wasn't some super boy from Smallville who was showing off his powers. Uh, I don't know, did Superman or Superboy do that when he was growing up? They, they eventually knew who he was. Uh, well, the devil didn't uh, see that happening because Jesus didn't do that. He didn't uh, amaze the hometown folks with his miracles and his inspired teaching. If he had done that, then the devil would have heard the talk about this boy wonder in Nazareth, and he would have come calling. Because believe you me, the devil kept his ear open and kept up the search all those years. From the time he lost Jesus' location at uh, around the age of one or two until Jesus appeared on the scene publicly 30, about 32 or 33 years during all of that time, I'm convinced the devil was hunting for Jesus because he knew that Jesus fit into something big that God had planned. 
Because again, the devil can read. And he read the Old Testament scriptures, and he knew that this Messiah was going to play a big part in what God wanted to do in the earth. So the first thing the devil learned of Jesus' identity and who that boy who grew up to be a man really was, was on the day that the Lord stepped into the waters of the Jordan River and waded out to where John the Baptist was baptizing people. And Jesus said he was 30 years old at the time. So for 30 years, God kept Jesus' identity hidden from the devil. You might say that Jesus' baptism was his coming out. And when Jesus stepped into that water, or actually before that, through the revelation of the Spirit, John spoke up when Jesus came walking along the Jordan River's banks. He said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And when he said that, he let the cat out of the bag. The game was on. The, the battle was joined. The game was afoot. The gloves were off. Jesus being baptized and declaring who he was was God in heaven really saying, here I am, devil. Do your worst. I'm ready. Let's get this going. And uh, for three and a half years approximately, it was Jesus performing miracles, healing people, teaching great wondrous concepts from the mind of God and the devil had to deal with this guy. The devil had to, had to figure out who he was. And so for, for three years, there was a cat and mouse game going on. And the devil trying to figure out who Jesus really was. And he finally came to the conclusion that it would be best to wipe this man out, to kill him to turn people against him. And so that's what the devil did. He orchestrated the death of Jesus Christ. Of course, he used men to do it, uh, but Jesus died on the cross. We know that. And uh, like I said a while ago, on that first Sunday resurrection morning, I can just see in my mind's eye some imp running into the throne room where the celebration in hell is continuing and saying, Master, I'm sorry to tell you this, but we got trouble. The body's gone, and Jesus is alive. Praise God. Praise God. Let's stand together. That's why the devil hates Christmas, folks. Because you see, it all hinges back or points back to the birth of that baby. God's plan. God bringing to pass the saving of the human race. Or whoever wants to be saved, whoever wants to take God up on his offer of eternal life and escaping hell, 
and going to heaven for all of eternity and who knows whatever else God's going to have for us to do and say and go and be in eternity. It all goes back to that little baby being born of a virgin by the name of Mary. Probably, she was probably around 16 years old. And the devil, if he had known who that baby was, if he had known that that baby was God, manifested, appearing in flesh, I don't know what he would have done. He probably doesn't know what he would have done. But one thing I'm convinced, he wouldn't have killed Jesus. He wouldn't have crucified because it was the blood that flowed from Jesus' body in his death that took away all of the devil's power and authority and ability to mess up the lives of you and me and other human beings. It was that death and the subsequent resurrection of Jesus that was necessary to defeat the devil. The Bible says that the Lord came to destroy the works of the devil and destroy them he did. Let's lift our hands and thank him today as we close this Sunday school hour for what he did at Christmas time. Lord, we thank you that you won. <laughs> you defeated Satan once and for all. The war's already over. It's done. We just have to apply that victory that you won from Satan that day when you strolled into hell after you rose out of that tomb and said, give me the keys to death and hell and the grave, you devil. They don't belong to you anymore. They're mine. And everyone that you've held captive and would hold captive throughout all of eternity, they no longer are in your grasp or under your control. They are mine. I bought and paid for them with the precious red blood of my own human body and you have no say over them praise God praise God oh I'm glad that God fooled the devil I'm glad that God fooled the devil on Christmas day and I'm glad the devil hates Christmas to this day and every time we celebrate it I want you to do this this year, as you celebrate Christmas, one more time, you do it with that understanding, that thought in your mind. The devil hates it. He hates what you're doing because, because of that first Christmas, Jesus is alive and well, and we belong to him forevermore. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. Calvary Church is located at 406 North 44th Street in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Service times are Sunday school at 1 p.m. every Sunday, except the last Sunday of each month, and worship service at 2 p.m. Also, we have an all-church service at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Calvary Church is affiliated with the United Pentecostal Church International. Thank you, and have a blessed day.